Jack talked about how music is essentially 12 votes between any octave. 12 notes and the octave repeats. It's the same story told over and over forever. All any artist can offer the world is how they see those 12 notes. and welcome to Narratively Speaking, the podcast that explores the power of story in all its forms, its role in society, and how it helps to shape the ideas we think we believe in. I'm your work in progress host, Harv, and today I am not alone. Jay Ridley is with me in the studio. Jay is a childhood friend of mine. We've been friends for, well, since school. How many years is that, Jay? That's 30 years or something. Oh, no, not 30 years. I'm only 28, mate. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a while anyway. It's it's yeah. been a very very long, long and arduous, and arduous friendship. And arduous. <laughs> Anything long becomes arduous, doesn't it? Like yeah, that's just yes. the phrase. Yes. Yeah, you have to say that. So Jay and I used to do a lot of uh, writing and music making mm. back in the day, and we used to share our stuff with each other. We yep. were each other's sounding boards. Yeah. So today, uh, I thought we could cover the topic of music as a vehicle for telling story. So, Jay, tell us all about that. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's interesting because the connection between music and story, I still don't completely understand yet. So I'm sort of working uh, my way through that concept. We'll join the club. <laughs> but I figure like, so in the podcast, right, we always say that all forms of art are forms of story. Mm-hmm. Music's yeah, a form yeah. of art. So uh, on that yeah. basis alone, I, th- I think- uh, we can establish that that music has certain similarities to story or certain elements of story, I yes. suppose. Yes. And I've been listening to a podcast called Song Appeal. I posted about it a couple of times. I don't know if you've uh, ever listened to no. it. Um, it's done by this guy called Hunter Farris. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a an episode on a song called The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. And in that podcast, he talks about the role of story in that song and how the story is like the central appeal of that song. And uh, you know the song? I think I've seen it on YouTube. It's got like a lot of views or something. It always comes in my recommended feed or something. Oh, really? Okay. Well, maybe it matches your- I could be thinking of something completely different. Maybe you've been searching for a lot of country and Western music, have you? (laughs) Yes. uh, That's classy. Weakness of mine. It's very classy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was never into sort of country music, so I'd, I'd never heard of the song before, but I do like the podcast and mm. I listen to um, a lot of his other stuff as well. He, he does film scores as well. Song You'd appeal. enjoy it. Yeah, Fit, song uh, appeal. Film score stuff over there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like it was made for you. I don't know why I haven't recommended it oh. to you before. It's interesting because in that podcast episode, he talks about the song and its story as like these two separate things and that that's the novel thing about that particular song mm-hmm. and that most songs work on some other concept like tune or, yep. you know, catchiness or using chords that are popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we know all of that, right? Like you you introduced me to the idea of contrast in music yes, back in the day. Yes, yes. Explain about that, what you told me, because that, that's, that's been <laughs> well, formative for me ever it just, since. It's just that like 
contrast seems to be a big part in music. It's just a really important aspect. So, for instance, the, the contrast between a, a verse and a chorus, yeah. like the, the verse might be quieter than, than the chorus, you know, and, you know, so that that's a contrast. Yeah. Um, and if you're not if you're not having any contrast, it just becomes really really boring. Yeah. Um, so you have to work in as many contrasts as you can, basically. Yeah, it's like a central principle. But yeah. but again, you can expand that out to all of art, right? You can contrast in sculpture, contrast in storytelling. So you know, um, smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. So you know how the, there's he's kind of whispering the verse, and then the chorus, he's he's sort of screaming. He it. screams it that, pretty that's, much. That's one of the reasons why it's such a popular song, I think, because of that that contrast. It's just an example. Well, it's also it doesn't have like a, a it has the distortion on the guitar turned down and then ramped right up as it, well for the chorus. Too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that that whole song is based around the contrast of that chorus. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was all about like just the meaning of smelling teen spirit. <laughs> Isn't it a totally random song? You just I have no idea what it means. Completely, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I really that. don't know what it means. <laughs> might, might look up the lyrics. But it kind of see. seems like you're singing about something meaningful anyway. It's, it does feel meaningful. It yeah. Does, yeah, it's almost yeah. like you just assume. Oh, he knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah you just assume. That's yeah. too specific to be random. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll see if I can get the uh, lyrics up. <laughs> Good. Load up on guns. Bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend. She's sober, bored, and self-assured. Oh no, I know a dirty word. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't make any sense. Also, I'm, I'm sure people will read stuff into that and think that they understand and no. go on a genius.com and you know they'll write <laughs> what it all means, but it'll be complete BS. It's pure gibberish. <laughs> it's pure gibberish. Yeah, 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 it really is. When the light's out, it's less dangerous. Here we are now, entertain us. I feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now, entertain us. He just repeats that bit. Yeah, yeah. A mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you had to get that. You had to get that one. These are random words, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Maybe not, but it means nothing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. It's not telling a story through the lyrics at all, right? There's no story there. So it's a good example of a song that's popular. <laughs> Can we somehow link? Smells like Teen Spirit to the the principles of story, though. Well, uh, well, the song is kind of there is a narrative in the sense that it's kind of building up to something. Yeah. So it's you know starting out quieter and then yeah, building up to something that's kind of louder and more dramatic in a sense. So I guess stories are like that. Yeah, they have a climax. Um, a climax. Yeah. So the verse is a climax, but it repeats. It doesn't. The the, the chorus doesn't get louder each time it plays. It repeats the same chorus i think that, that that's true so yeah, it's not yeah, really yeah. leading towards anything it's except not, it's the not next beginning chorus. middle and end sort of thing yeah. no yeah. but then again um movies tend to have like a, a strong opening mm. and so they have peaks and troughs in yeah. excitement and, and noise and everything as well yeah so remember we were talking and i said that the some of the terminology of music is shared with the terminology of story Yes. And then I couldn't tell you anything <laughs> to back that up. Well, I've got, them, yeah, I've got them my notes got, in front of me now. Yeah, so so um, <clears throat> the term beats, yeah, beats in story, beats in music, yeah, right. um, structure and tone apply in, yeah. in the way you describe music. Tone is more of a, a frequency thing. You could argue also when people talk about tone in movies, that's frequency too because 
emotions are frequencies, don't they say, you know, fear is a low frequency mm. emotion and love is a high frequency yeah. emotion and everything yep. in between is medium frequency or something. Mm -hmm. So in, in a lot of, and frequency, of course, is another term that applies to sound at yep. least, not yep. so much music. So yeah, I mean, there's not a one-to-one a, a -one relationship, but there's certainly a relationship. What about the appeal of music? Like why, why did we make music when we were younger? That's a good question. I think because it was something that was so new at the time, yeah. And for me, not not being a mu musician and to actually create like a completed song, yeah, and to be able to listen to it back, I think was really addictive, yeah. Um, so that that was what you know, because I because I wasn't a music like I, I was into drums and and stuff. I played a little bit of guitar. That's right. You used to play drums. I forgot exactly. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wasn't a musician, but to think I, I as a complete novice, just with a computer and some samples, could create a completed song mm. that didn't sound totally bad. Yeah, it wasn't um, dissimilar from the legit songs that we could some of them, to. you know, like uh, well, Depeche Mode and I guess the Kraftwerk and those sorts of eighty yeah. <laughs> sort of yeah. synth um, stuff. Yeah, could could some of them could be quite similar actually, um, not as good, but you know that that sort of vein. So, so why is that important, though? That's interesting. Um, what was the appeal of that? Like, so you create a, you create a song. It, what you feel proud of it? Yeah, I think basically, I think I've particularly the first song that I did. I, I remember after I finished it, I went to bed like feeling really happy it was done, hmm. and I was sort of drifting off to sleep. And I thought, I really want to hear that song again. Yeah, so I actually got up. Out I remember of bed that feeling and listened and listened to the song again. It was yeah. weird how how proud I was. Of the, and the it's song embarrassing. is terrible. You, you never tell anyone, right? Because it's yeah. too much. You listen to it a thousand times, yeah. and you th you think you're like you're. It's it's just awesome, and yeah. you, you know, <laughs> it's it's so embarrassingly gushingly um, self obsessive. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But it's uh, but I yeah I have the same experience. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but that's the same when I create anything at all. You know, but that's good. I think that's. I mean, I don't listen actually. to these podcast episodes back a hundred times <clears throat> because I don't have time. No. no. But um, I, I always listen to them at least once in its entirety as a listener and try and be objective yeah. and see if it holds my attention or whatever. Yeah. And if it yeah. does, if I say something smart, I go, oh, I said something real smart, <laughs> you know, yeah. even if even if it's not something that anyone else would think is smart. Yeah. So, but why do we have the emotion? Like emotions are not the end result. Emotions are a thing that occurs in our bodies, our brains to encourage or discourage certain activities. So if mm. we eat food, we feel pleasure. Yeah. That's not because we're looking for the pleasure or that's the reason we do it, but the pleasure doesn't exist um, uh, motivated by the food. The food is motivated by, or the, eat, the act of eating is motivated by the pleasure. So the pleasure in the uh, pride in listening mm. to a song back yeah. is trying to encourage us to create. And if that's not part of human nature, then why else do we have an emotion that rewards us when we create something that we didn't make any money out of, it didn't feed us. All it yeah. did was feed our soul, perhaps. Exactly, feeding our soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could relate that sort of artistic creation to feeding the soul. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, I what, agree what with about that. people who just listen? Well, it's something different. I mean, it's still important mm. listening, you know, because that can feed the soul as well. But I think there's something about creating your own music that takes that to another level. So do you think no. everybody is a creator? Or do no. You, no, I don't. Not, not that everybody creates, <laughs> yeah. but everybody has a creator within them. Yeah, a potential. A potential creator. Yeah. Because yeah. I think we, 
you know, I think anybody who had been in that same situation and made a song that sounded pretty good mm. would have had a similar reaction. So I think yeah. we all have the same motivation, don't we? Um, I, I, to be honest, yeah, I, I think most people have a creator within them, but I think there's some people who are more creative than others. Possibly. So a lot of people wouldn't have bothered spending hours and hours creating a song in the first place, in, in my opinion. I think, I think yeah. some people are more, yeah, are just basically more creative. But they might create something else. Like it, it, not everyone's yes. going to be interested in, in the, the creating music, yeah. but I think everybody's driven to create in some form. Like even a yeah. carpenter or whatever is creating cabinets and stuff, you know, there's, there's artistry in everything. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Computer yeah. programmers creating computer programs. I mean, I, I yes. got into that. Uh, you know, as my career for a long time and mm -mm -mm. creating programs was just as satisfying as creating music. In some ways it was more satisfying. It took longer. Yeah. It was more yeah. complicated. It was more challenging. Yeah. Then again, okay. creating a good song. Well, I don't know. I've never experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty oh, sure I, I never. No. Spilt milk. Yeah. That was a good one. Spilt milk. I can't remember. <laughs> Spoonerism. I the, the Spoonerism was yeah. one of my favorite. No, that was, that was definitely a good song. I and should Chris I should play 13, it. which is a kind of pseudo classical one that you yeah right? yeah it that had some amazing. strings in it yeah, and stuff yeah. yeah that was before I knew what a chord was yeah you know yeah. it's funny how you can sort of emulate the music without even knowing how it works yeah like how the instruments are played or how the harmonics work and all that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a whole uh, community around making that kind of music with that particular software right mm. the the demo tune thing and then yes, there was yes. the visual aspect of it which was yeah. the the, the, the demos that did visual stuff. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe a demo. How would you describe a demo? It's like so point. It seems isn't so pointless, it, isn't it? Wasn't it just to like show off the hardware of the of the computer and well, what and you can do with the hardware, what you can yeah. do with it. So just sort of like optimized programming techniques and like I don't yeah. know how many stars you can put on the screen. You, you know, because you've actually written demos, haven't you? I did. I did star fields. Yeah, star yeah. fields. And I did a three uh, D yeah. rotating cube. Yeah. With uh, texture mapping on a different yeah. picture on each side. Yeah. So yeah, I did a bit of that. It, but it, uh, to some of it and was the, about they they're often showed before games that were cracked, weren't they? Like the cracking group actually did the demo. True. There was a relationship uh, there. I don't know yeah. if it was always for that. I know sometimes, yeah, like before you'd play a game, like even on the Commodore 64, like there'd be this like music and then something going on the screen in the name of the cracking group. Yeah, yeah, and that's then true. The game would start. They so were I called intros, though, not demos. The demos were, were the longer uh, ones that went in the competition. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, they but were the maybe, short, small ones. But maybe that's where demos came from. Maybe I don't know the utility of them, but I bloody mm. got, I got into them a lot. I loved yeah. you know second reality and these demos that. Well, yeah, it's like a demo of the because uh, I was really into the Amiga computer when yeah. it came out, and I was I was at Meyer at the time, and then some fellow went up to the computer and typed in. Amiga something, and it actually started this demo. And mm. I was just amazed at what I saw on the screen, like what yeah. the, the Amiga could do, like the sound and all the graphics. And like compared to the Commodore 64, it was just like so much more advanced. So that actually yeah. really changed my life in a way watching that because I thought, oh, I have to get an Amiga. Yeah. I thought the games must be amazing on this, and they were. So that was the yeah. other aspect, though. The um, the visuals were synchronized to the music, yes. so they, they weren't separable. Absolutely. Intros, not so much, but the demos always were very yeah. sequenced. Yeah. And, well, that takes us back again to, to the idea of story and sequence, doesn't it? Because we were mm. talking about that before we turned on the mics, that, yeah. that a, a story does mirror 
uh, sort of the phrases of a song in a sense as well. And songs yeah, are yeah, yeah. in some ways a bit it's structured slightly differently, but they mm. still follow a sequence. You know, you're, you're always yeah, going to have yeah. your verse before your chorus. And That's right. Yeah, there, are, no, there are rules to it. Right. There are def- definitely rules, yeah. The rules are really important, actually. Mm. You can't play around with them too much. Like they're, they're this often repeated. Mm. You know, as you say, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You can explore, you know, you can probably experiment with like 10% at a time. Yeah. You can say, I'm going to change the time signature to 5-4 or something and switch things up. Although even that's within the rules of music, though, isn't it? It's it's a valid time signature. It just isn't the common one that people generally respond to. Mm. That's right. Was there a time when 3-4 was like the most common time signature in in classical music? I think it was. That'd be an yeah. interesting idea. That because like, it was, I think three, four time because of the three beats was considered like superior to any other time signature because of the Holy Trinity, like because right. three or rule of thirds to, maybe could it be that. Yeah, well, it it's the same that. thing, right? Yeah. I mean, the the three, the rule of thirds is found all through nature and art. Well, there you go. Yeah, could be in, that. in all sorts of forms. But now we've got 4-4. Uh, four, four. That's why everyone hates music these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's why all music is shit. Yeah. You know, I watched a YouTube video. It is actually. Well, that's what people say. I don't. Uh, I don't know about that necessarily. I, think I don't know. Today's music is uh, like what? Me off. Like, like, give me it's an example. It, um, it's it's not to me it, because it sounds so much the same. Mm. I guess it's always really compressed. Mm. Um, it's I like a, that though. Do you? Oh yeah, I like it compressed. Do you? Yeah, I'm going to compress the shit out of this audio. You're going to sound like um, Barry White by the time well, I'm I done notice with you. that your the intro music's very compressed too, which it isn't is. a bad thing. It actually peaks. It actually peaks. There you it go. Does, it's, yeah. it's certainly loud, so you can hear it. Yeah, I did um, it on purpose. I think people I'm hate sure it for that reason. But it <laughs> I was intentional. It, I can hear it peaking a little bit. The, yeah. That song yeah. is my application of contrast, but simultaneous contrast. So I've played around with the rules whereby you've got a very uh, musical, calm, uh, melodic yeah. instrument like a piano yeah. distorted out to uh, okay. to peak and sound. Yeah. And and I, I like it. I like what yeah, it does yeah, to the yeah. drums and the and the way it makes it feel right. out of control. Okay. But it is a to me it's it's an application of Well, it is contrast. a good intro. I do I do like the tune. That's so good. No go. one's ever said that before. Yep. Yep. So you're the I, only I one. think there was someone who mentioned like in your YouTube comments, oh, I can do an intro for you or something. And I thought, why? It's already got a really good intro. You don't need to do <laughs> yeah, it. I'll fix that up for you. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that's peaking, right? No. No, I mean it's it's interesting because I that's that's a style of music that I was playing around with and I yep. just I just chucked it in. No, it sounds really professional actually. But I, I, yep. I like the intro. Yeah. I, it gets I like me it in the mood to do the podcast, yeah. which is which is important. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about um John Lennon's Imagine. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that imagine uh, like that it's just the words that are evocative or do you think- Oh, it's got to be the melody as well, don't you think? It's got a pretty good melody, yeah. It's got a good melody. Definitely. Yeah. But is it is it more the, um, like if you put the same words in a heavy metal song, do you think it would have the same effect? No. Because it has, so. it, it kind of has to match, right? So it it's match, almost yeah. like the music is the score for the lyrics, like like a movie, in, in a movie, the score- Underscores the, the emotion. Is a score for the lyrics. I can I can get that. Yeah. Well, that's why we have music in movies, isn't it? Isn't it to direct the emotion or augment the emotion of the scene? And I know you yeah, said before or, that yeah. you hate it when it does that. 
Um, because often it's too obvious. Like, so for example, if it's a comic scene, you know, they'll they'll play really comic music, or it's a happy scene, it's be really happy, and it kind of overdoes it. I think it's not not letting the viewer, it's not letting what's happening on screen, Hmm. um, show that as much as what it it could, I suppose. Yeah, Um, scores are better when they're, or they work better for the movie when they're invisible. Exactly. But then you've got composers like Danny Elfman who the music <laughs> yeah. is always a feature and it's yes. always amazing and it, it doesn't it, ruin the movie. Yeah, he, no, I but he's, he's very ever. unique, Danny Elfman, what he does. Yeah. And I think John Williams is a little bit like that too. I mean, sometimes John Williams, his music is a little bit too, uh, not bombastic, but it's a little bit, uh, um, let's say, in, in uh, Terminal, hmm. um, some of the love scenes, it's like it's very much like cliched, yeah, love love scene music, and it really draws attention to to itself. It's not invisible at all. Do you know who John Williams' biggest influence is? And I'm just making this up. No, John Williams. <laughs> the last score that he did, he takes that, changes exactly. a few notes around. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he really does sound sim like all his scores sound very similar. Use the same instruments. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a tetra compositor song, but he's never unloaded any samples. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but it is an orchestra. It's not it, his it, fault. It, it's a little bit, a little bit like that. But yeah, I think probably people like that get away with it to some extent. But I, I yeah. think I think Williams could be a little bit more subtle at times. John, will you don't hire John Williams to get a Daft Punk score, do you? I mean, you're not going to be get pretty it. silly if you do. You'd did. be stupid to do it. You want a yeah. John Williams score? That's why. I think he did like a, a techno thing for like artificial intelligence or something. He, he did, did he? like the Spielberg AI AI AI. AI yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I think he, he would did. have scored it though. He always does Spielberg, I think. Yeah, that's right. You know, one, one thing that I always, I, you're not a fan of rap music, are you particularly? Uh, it's, it's a, yeah. I, I, I had tried to listen to it more to sort of try and open up my mind to yeah. rap music. So go? I did sort of, I could start to like it sort of, but yeah. I, I wouldn't see myself listening to it all the time regularly, but I could sort of see a certain appeal to it. What did you listen to? I listened to, Eminem. Oh, he's and, a hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just, I don't know, like Nicki Minaj was one. Is that rap? Really? Oh, so that's, so that's not considered true rap, is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Look, to me, rap is a form. So it's, yeah. it's, it's spoken word over um, a, a beat or music, right? So it's what not. Else did I look? Oh, what's that? Iggy Azalea? Right. Or is that not rap? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That's just pop music that's to me. I'm not music. sure. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really. Haven't really listened to a lot of Iggy and Beastie Boys. So. Yeah, okay, so, so some classic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Classic stuff. Yeah. So that stuff's easy to understand why it was popular at the time. Yeah. It was kind of um, rebellious or something. It had a rebellious feel to it, and they they spoke about things that were that were anti the establishment. Well, and, and Run DMC were actually pretty innovative at the time, like having rap and rock music. I think they were the first yeah. to actually do that. So that was yeah, really good. Yeah, I think actually so. using real music. <laughs> Yeah. Someone realized, hang on a sec, we don't need to use electronic yeah. music to yeah. back rap music. It can yeah. be anything. Yeah. But the thing that confuses me about rap is people say, I don't like rap. And I go, well, then do you like singing? Yeah. Because that's what you're talking about. You're not talking about a genre of music at all. It's yeah, not yeah. that hip hop is a genre of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or gangster rap right. is a genre of music. Yeah. And I can understand exactly why people might turn against those, you know, yeah. like gangster raps, obviously, you know, about um, – mistreating women and shooting people. Yeah. So I can understand some people don't want to associate with it. Yeah, yeah. But it's not rap. Rap right. is just a form. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's this um, 
Fort Minor song called Kenji, which is about the US bailing up all the Japanese in the internment camps mm. during the war. Mm. And I didn't know about any of that before I listened to that song. Right. And I listened to that song and I, I learned some history. That's good. And I think that's like, that's what rap is good at. Yeah. It's actually expressing a story using yeah. lyrics yeah. that either educates people or helps them feel an emotion or understand a point of view. Right. You know, Eminem's pretty good at that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know which Eminem songs you listen to. He's he's usually talking about himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he does express real emotion and sometimes quite confronting stuff that you can relate to. Mm -hmm. It's 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 more not not mean necessarily liking rap. It's I will hear it at times when I don't want to hear it. So I'll be at a cafe and I'll I'll hear sort of this Either, either it's rap or it'll be some something popular and mm. like that it'll be too loud and it'll be that like really bassy sound and I just yeah it's not really fair. <laughs> what else are they going to play if it's not you know other than popular music? Of course, well playing. they can play uh, jazz or something. Is that what superior. you're into? You're into jazz? <laughs> I'm in a cafe, yeah. I I like my background music li without lyrics. I yes, background that. music, sure. But sometimes, yeah. do you, do you listen to music exclusively? Sometimes, where you're not doing anything else at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exclusively. That's different. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm listening to music for my own pleasure, most of the music that I listen to would be probably classical music. Okay, so a bit of Brahms, <laughs> Beethoven. What are you? What um, are you into? For a long time, it was um, film music. Like it'd be like John Williams or James Horner and and people like that. Yeah, just just sort of classical. Music. Do you feel like I want to say this without without sounding like I'm being insulting? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. No, I, it's not. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with your taste in music. I'm yeah. saying, do you think that what people choose to enjoy in music is yeah. influenced by how they want to be seen in society? So. You know, I was talking to you earlier about how my dad talks about he only wants movies that uh, have an intellectual basis or yeah, educate him yeah, in some yeah, way. Yeah. In a lot of ways, that's a virtue signal potentially, right, where yeah. he's just saying, because I'm an intelligent person, yeah. I want an intelligent movie. And I don't doubt that you genuinely, genuinely yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. But you hear this a lot where people put down popular music because yeah, it's yeah. popular yeah. or for whatever reason. Yeah. And- put up another, it's not always classical. Sometimes it'll be country and Western. Sometimes yeah. it'll be something edgy, like a, I'm into house music or, yeah. you know, techno trap, or yeah. I don't even know what these things are, but yeah. whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. God, I sound old when I say that, don't I? Yeah. Do you listen to techno trap? I don't know if there's such <laughs> I a I think thing. there is trap. There's but, trap. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it sounds like. I think it's, it's fast It's a really beats. bassy kind of- um, Okay. I think the first note's so like really bassy note, I th think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did- put in trap on YouTube once and started listening to these trap songs. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. But do you feel it defines you as uh, as a person to some extent, what music you say that you Yeah, it does like? a little bit. So that's why I try and listen to other types of music. So that's why I tried to listen to, you know, rap and Skrillex and-, and Iggy, you know, Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea, yeah, <laughs> you know, just to try and not get into that because I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I do fall into that trap a little bit. Yeah. It's, trap. But it's nice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, was, that was totally totally different. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, it's it generally with popular music, when I hear it, um, it, it annoys me. Mm. Like I'm annoyed because I don't want to be hearing it. So yeah. yeah, like I'll be in a shopping center and I can, you know, hear Celine Dion and I just think I don't want to hear some woman wailing 
It's just, like, just <laughs> you think that's what she does. That's She's what wailing. It sounds she, like yeah. if you just hear it in the shopping center, you sure. know, it's not. I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear that it. in the distance. Yeah. I just, I just want to go about my day without hearing music for a while. I um, hope she never hears this. She's yeah, going to be very upset that you said she yeah. wails. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, but I, I don't have that experience. I think I just ignore yeah. it when I hear it. It'd be good to be able to ignore it. Yeah. So, but, but I've had that experience before because yeah. when I first came back to Australia, I was staying with a friend mm. and his girlfriend would play music all day. Mm. She was the, she was the DJ she would play. And it was, I think it had to have been the same six songs over and right. over again that she liked. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know if I, if it was ever possible for me to like those songs, but I can tell you now I hate them more than <laughs> most other things. Yeah. You know, I hate them more than Hitler. Yeah. Those songs. Every yeah. time I hear them, I just remember back that time. It wasn't that I was unhappy at the time or anything like that, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, the yeah, the music just makes me immediately angry. Yeah, and there's, there's probably no real basis for it. It's probably not no. the music's fault. It was more a contextual no. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, or just the repetition of it. Maybe you just hear it so much. Yeah, that, uh, I just like my silence. I don't. I just maybe it's because I'm getting older or something like that. Well, listening to music isn't for you then. <laughs> At certain times, yeah, yeah. I like it yeah, when I'm in the mood. But I remember back in um, primary school, high school. I don't know, mm. and the whole group that I used to hang out with define themselves through musical choices and comedy choices. Right. Yeah. So I had to like. And watch every week, Hey, Hey, It's Saturday right. to fit in with that group. Mm. And I had to like Billy Joel music. Oh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel was oh, the yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. And that was cool to like Billy Joel. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I didn't really like Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Right. I tried to pretend, but I didn't really like it. I liked um, Ozzy Ostrich. Right. <laughs> he was quite funny sometimes. Yeah. But Daryl Summers just shut me up the wall. I couldn't stand that guy. Yeah. So I, can, I, I, can see why. I yeah. suffered every week. And uh, I definitely you, didn't like Billy Joel like much because that's yeah. interesting. Because I was a, I, I still like Billy Joel. Mm. Uh, interest. I will actually listen to Billy Joel songs now. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> Which one didn't start the fire? Or I didn't like that one. But no. he's, he's written uh, scenes in Italian restaurants. It's really good. Okay, have yeah. you listened to that? So again, maybe it was context. That's definitely a story in that one. It's like yeah. a proper story. Yeah. So. No, he does tell stories in his in his music. But um, yeah, but not liking that. Not liking Billy Joel, hmm. I pretended they saw through me and I lost them as friends. Right. They eventually worked out that I didn't genuinely like because I just didn't have enough knowledge or whatever. I obviously right. hadn't done the homework. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they'd be talking about yeah. you know, Billy Joel and like stuff. Billy Joel. Okay, it is weird. Yeah, it it's, weird, it's a very specific it? time specific. in history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's um, more because he's more bigger in the eighties, wasn't he? he had, had like yeah. a, a lot of hits. Like obviously before that too, but he yeah. had a kind of a bit of a resurgence in the eighties, like. Yeah. And John did too. Well, I know We Didn't Start the Fire came out while that was going on. Yeah, but I, that was what, like one of his later ones, yeah. like River of Dreams and that, like he had a bit of, you know, in the early 90s or something or late 80s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. So there's certain senses that bring us back to our memories very quickly, right? Yeah. So smell, I think, is smell, yeah. understood to be the fastest way. But hearing a song from those days is, is probably the second fastest way Absolutely, to get back yeah. to a memory. Yeah. So it's sort of like music has a direct line into our uh, the connections in our brains, you know. And the, yeah. the, there's, there's something there that, and, and I can't define it, but there's something there that there's a symbiosis between music and the way our brains work. Mm. For instance, um, 
everything that you feel emotion-wise is a frequency. In fact, they say everything, all energy is frequency, right? All energy, mm. all energy has a frequency. Yeah. So if, if like our consciousness is just a frequency interacting with stuff, is that why do you think, you know, music is something that uh, somehow interacts so directly with our brains? Are you saying consciousness is a frequency? Yeah, maybe. You know, it's it's a hypothesis. Yeah. Music can f- force us to have an emotion. Is that a learned behavior? Like, if, so if you're listening to the music in, in a movie yeah. and they pick a particular chord or scale yeah. to convey an emotion, say it's sadness or whatever. Right. Are those scales and chords intrinsically linked to the emotion? Or is it a learned behavior? Um, I think it could be like built into the organism, into human beings. There's there's something about the way particular chords work that might be actually intrinsic to human nature or how we are. Um, Let's say that when we hear them, we just understand it implicitly. The other side of it is, and you'd probably appreciate this, that, you know, music is used... um, like in the uh, Iraq war and stuff, it was yeah. used to torture people mm. just by repeating a Britney Spears song or something right. like yep. that. Yep. So your reaction when you hear popular music in cafes and stuff is yep. probably because it's it's torture. <laughs> it's literal <laughs> torture. Was it specifically Britney Spears? Though? No, or was, I, I don't or was think Was it so. certain songs that they played? Because that would be really interesting to see what, what kind of music. I have a feeling that... Smells Like Teen Spirit was one of the songs. Really? Yeah. And they played that to captives or something, or to try and get them to you know break, you know, to try and right. try and get them talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it can be used in in both directions, and something that's created to sound pleasant can be used as a torture as well if it's played in the wrong context or at the wrong exactly. volume. Exactly. So you know, and it dep- like depending on who you are. So like for example, gangs of youths um, don't like listening to opera. So like. Often train stations will play that kind of music where, you know, youths will gather and they will invariably, really? yeah, they will. They do that on purpose? Yeah, they do it on, like, so they did it at um, Box Hill Central because these youths actually used to hang around the, the entrance. Youths. <laughs> youths. <laughs> yeah, bit of a. As soon as you say youths, they're, they're automatically like a gang of dangerous, oh, no, no, no. reckless but youngsters. These kind of ones were. Yeah. And, uh, Undesirable, yeah, so undesirable, basket of deplorable. Yeah, so yeah, they started playing this um, opera like really loudly from these loudspeakers. Yeah, and it, in a couple of days, it basically dispersed them, and they didn't really come back either. So right. they, so they stopped playing the music, and now that area is free. Really, of these people, yeah. So it definitely works. So there's something about it's if you have that mindset, um, you don't want to hear that kind of music. It's mm. like really offensive to you. Although, like for me, it wouldn't matter. I'd be fine. Like mm. it wouldn't bother me. But there's something about if you're if you're that particular person, you don't want to hear that. How did they know they wouldn't like opera music? Because I've tested it before. So they've used it at train. It's a, like it's a known thing that it works. Really? So they've I used it in this. train stations to disperse people that they don't want. That's yeah. amazing. It, it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. They you're also it. use it in the positive in retail as well to make people shop. Right. Like they have music that just goes. Buy something, buy something, buy something, buy something. Well, in in the rhythm, right? Okay. You know, it yeah, it, yeah. it it puts the brain into a sort of a zombified, um, yeah. shopping frenzy mode. Yeah. Or at least it tries to. 
Well, you know. yeah, no, I know. I'm just wondering how much is there sort of a bit of pseudoscience involved in that too? Because I mean, it might be that the the companies that are selling this music might say that and mm. might might have designed studies that oh, say you that. Oh, cynic! <laughs> <laughs> of course, it works. Um, yeah, I wonder though because I think if because this music generally tends me like drives me out of the store. Yeah, like, particularly yeah. bookstores when they've got really like loud blaring music, and I want to be able to. <laughs> What bookstore has loud music? Oh, they all do. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't been in a bookstore for a while. Yeah. I'm not book smart like you. I, I watch YouTube. Yeah, so when- I'm trying. When I'm in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, so they play this blaring music, so I can't sort of concentrate on what kind of book I'm going to choose, and I just walk out. Yeah. Well, you're only one data point, so- you know, only one. I don't think I matter that much. No, I mean, you probably do, because you're. I think you're the last person left reading books. Really? So yeah, it could be. You're their only customer. Yeah. So they're probably still, they'll probably change the music every time you go in until you stay. They, they probably do. Yeah. yeah but um, uh, I think, uh, you know, they would, well, if it was me, if I was a store owner or a franchise owner, I would measure the sales versus with the new music versus the old music. And I would use the one that got the higher sales. And, you know, if you could see a noticeable difference. So if yeah. it didn't work, I'd be surprised. It would mean, that they're not doing their market research very well. Well, you could you could have the dumb shoppers buying more and the smart ones like me leaving and not buying anything. So yeah, so that would be okay. As Do you think you make dumb people money. spend more? <laughs> Probably, yeah, because they've been influenced by the music. <laughs> yeah, that's stuff, right. so. Into a frenzy of, <laughs> I'll just buy all the Stephen Kings. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, but I think the reason, the fact that it's effective in all of these ways. To me, just indicates there's something more to it, and I can't be definitive about it. I don't have any research or studies to point to, mm. um, but I do have just like a sort of instinctive thought about it that mm. that there's there's a real symbiosis between the vibration of sound and yeah. our bodies and our more particularly our consciousness, whatever that might be, however you define well, it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's I, one thing I was thinking about was. It is interesting how we will relate to certain songs or enjoy certain songs over other ones. Yeah. Like just why that is. And why are they different? Why doesn't everybody like the same songs? I mean, yeah, obviously exactly. with popular music, it looks like that sometimes, but it's not, yeah. is it? And, and and some songs can get really popular and you can you can notice that they're good songs. Like Friday on My Mind, like I know that's a good song Yeah, like by the Easy Beats, but I've just never liked it that much. And, yeah, it, and it's I'm funny, really like why it. do I like other songs? As opposed to that, like just it's just interesting. I don't know why some, you know. Yeah. What if no one likes that song <laughs> and the people who See, say I they would like? I would like that if that were the case. I'd feel a bit less alienated. <laughs> You'd feel vindicated. I'd feel vindicated, but I know that that's just not true. <laughs> There's certain songs, though, I think that are very famous that I don't like that I can't understand why anyone likes. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But maybe they do. I don't know. Like, say, for example, Sting. You know, like I know he's a good artist. He's talented and everything. I just don't like his music. Right, but I'm sure he's good. Like I don't need anyone to, you know, prove to me that he's a good musician. I just, I just don't like his music. Yeah, you or, mean as a solo artist or the, any, the, any? I haven't liked any Sting song. It's I don't know if I don't like his voice or the style of music, but I know he's good. But yeah. I just, it doesn't resonate with me. I just find that interesting. Like why didn't the police do that uh, every every movie you make? Song? Yeah, it's okay. That's I a just, classic. It's a classic. Yeah, and it's yeah. good. It's a good tune. Like, uh, yeah. I you know, you know why I like that song? Because no. it was in the movie Cat's Eye 
I think the first time I ever heard it was in that movie, and I, so I you think that was it's the, the association because you, you for me it is. So if you if you hadn't heard it in that context, you wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, that, maybe that, that's that's yeah probably. I can't guarantee that. I would have. There are yeah. things I like about the song that right. you know, that sound nice to me. Yes, but I think that just corrupts everything. The fact that the first time I heard it was in that movie. Okay. And it was one of the funniest, like Rodders and I used to parody that movie all the time. We used to just quote from it and right. it's hilarious. Right. I guess that's a bit off topic though. So <laughs> just I don't know how to wind this up, but how would okay. we wind it up? I guess we'll just leave it with that open-ended thought that everything is vibration. Energy is vibration. Emotion is vibration. And that because sound is literally vibration, like it's the, yep. that was the first thing we identified as vibration pretty much. Yeah. And now sort of you've got your quantum physics telling us that everything has a vibrational energy. Yep. That maybe um, music is equivalent to story in some kind of way. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a part two and try and actually put some <laughs> science into it. But yep. it's, okay. uh, it's an esoteric idea. What can I tell you? 